Thessalonians tonight, starting in chapter 3. Chapter 3, and I'm going to work all the way from 12, 312, all the way through 412 tonight. And I want to look and see what Paul had to say to the church. Amen. Of Thessalonica. To the Thessalonians. You know, you've, you've heard me talk uh, lately about keys to growth, church growth. Amen. You've, you've heard me preach about Amen. Getting ready to grow. Amen. And I want to communicate something tonight that's along those lines that's going to prepare us. Amen. And I want you to see what Paul is saying here in these scriptures. And I'm going to start in verse 12 of chapter 3. If you haven't say amen. And may the Lord cause you to increase. Somebody say increase. And abound in love for one another. And for all people, just as we also do for you. So that he may establish your hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Finally then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us instruction as to how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, and that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. And just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now as to the love of the brethren, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed you do practice it towards all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more, and to make in your ambition to lead a quiet life, and attend to your own business, and work with your hands, just as we commanded you, so that you will behave properly towards outsiders, and not be in any Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we just lift you up tonight, God. I just pray, God, that you communicate to our hearts tonight, Lord. Prepare us, Lord, to receive what you have. And Father, I pray, God, that you just release an anointing tonight to preach your word. Father, prepare our hearts, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. I honor and I glorify you. Forgive us for all of our sins, Lord. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your such precious blood. We invite you in this house to have your way. We thank you for your sweet presence here. We thank you for what you're going to do tonight before we close. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. My topic tonight is keys to biblical growth. Keys to biblical growth. And I want to share something with you because, amen, when we talk about how a church grows, you know, there's a lot of uh, different things that people will communicate in regards to how, amen, to grow a church. Or to how to have church growth. You know, a, a lot of times uh, they'll uh, maybe promote going to a, a seminar uh, on effective church training. Amen. Or maybe they'll suggest that you order some kind of new uh, Sunday school literature that may be effective. Amen. In your church. Are you all with me today? Or maybe it's by buying the right gear. Uh, or or instruments or whatever it may be, amen, in regards to that. Are y'all with me today? And when we think about it, amen, today, church growth is, is a big business. Are y'all with me today? And these people have all these different uh, solutions or answers on how to grow your church and how to grow yourself. But I want to point out something that Paul begins to speak about here, amen, as he's speaking to the church, amen, of Thessalonica. And he begins to point out some things uh, that are very uh, powerful and very effective. First of all, in the, the growth of your personal life, but also in the growth of the church. And y'all heard me share, amen, a couple of weeks ago, whenever I was speaking about getting ready to grow. And you heard me begin to speak about, amen, that it starts with us first growing ourselves. And as we begin to grow, amen, and we begin to grow spiritually, and we begin to grow in our lives, amen, then guess what? It'll begin to prepare us to grow as a congregation. Are y'all with me today? But there's some key points here that Paul begins to, to, to lay out. And I want to look at those for just a moment as we go to this. And I'm going to read to you out of another version. Amen. But the first part of this uh, scripture right here, starting in verse 12, this is what Paul says. He says, may the Lord make your love increase. And then he goes on to say, and overflow for each other. And for everyone else, just as ours does for you. And he goes on to say, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father 
when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Now, there's something right here that I want you to look at that's very significant, amen? And the first thing that he begins to say right here is that I pray that your love will increase. He says, I pray that your love will increase, amen? First of all, for one another, and then for those, amen, outside. Are y'all with me today? Though he says, he says, everyone else. Now, I just spoke about some things that keys to church growth, and I just spoke about evangelism, and I just spoke about being well instructed, and I just spoke, again, about a, 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 a being a, a healthy church, and I just spoke about being a sending church, and, and I have spoke about all these things. But there's two ingredients right here that Paul begins to point out, amen, that first starts in our life, amen, and then begins to be spread out through the body of Christ. And the two things that he says is, number one, one, amen, your love, and number two, your holiness. I'm going to tell you that in order to have personal growth and in order to have church growth, there's two things that are going to have to happen. Amen, the love is going to have to increase. Starting with the love for one another inside this house, amen, which will then draw those that are coming from outside. And then he says, amen, that your desire to walk in holiness will be there in a blameless manner. And if you look at this first part in these two scriptures, amen, Paul doesn't just give them instructions right here, but this is what he says. He says, I'm praying to God that this manifests in your life. He says, I'm praying to God that this manifests in your life. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? You know, we've been talking about prayer lately a little bit with the guys. Amen? And prayer is such an important part of our lives. It's so crucial for us. But see, Paul knew that God was the one that produced that love. He knew that that was something that was supernaturally produced in our lives. And he knew that he could pray to God, amen, for the love of us, amen, those to increase. That God was the one that could provide that in their lives. See, it starts, amen, not just with uh, great outreaches. Amen, not just with great instruction, amen. Not with just uh, being a helping church. Those are all key and components and those are very necessary, amen, in order to make an impact in this community and make an impact in this world for Christ. But it's going to take us, amen, beginning to operate, amen, in love and holiness. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. See, he says, may the Lord make your love increase. And then he goes on to say, and overflow. Somebody say, overflow. overflow. My question to you today is, are you overflowing with God's love? Amen. Are you overflowing with God's love to where it's, you're operating out of the overflow of what God's love has in your life? And he says, this love is for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. Are y'all with me today? Now, I like talking about this, and I like looking at Paul because he's speaking to these various churches here, amen, and he's giving them, amen, a, a word that's going to help sustain them and help take them to the next level. My question to you today is, do y'all want to go to the next level? Amen. 
Are y'all with me? God is good, amen? Nobody wants to come into a house, amen, that's full of discord. Nobody wants to come into a house where everybody's angry. Where everybody's bitter. See, I'm going to tell you that right now. That's why God had it to heal us as a congregation before he can begin to move and go into this next season that he's about to birth in our lives. And that's why he speaks about the unity being so important, amen, in the body of Christ in order to make the impact that God wants to make. So he says, first our love for one another, amen, and then our love for everyone. For God so loved the world, he loved the sinner, amen. Hello, somebody. He loved the sinner. When why we were sinners, he sent his son to die for us. Check your heart and see, do I have love for these people? See, Paul knew this, that God was the source of this love. And he doesn't simply just tell them to be more loving, but he prays to God his request, Amen. He prays to God for this, for, this, for this to happen because he knows that what he's asking is something which God is certainly able to do. How many of you know God is able to produce some love in your life for even those that you may not care for too much? That's why he says this, amen. He says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Are y'all with me today? Amen. See, if you're a Christian and you're truly operating, amen, in the Holy Spirit, you should have love for each and every person. Amen. Not just the people that you particularly like. Right. You ought to have love for anyone. And not only love, but an unconditional love. It's called agape love. Amen. It's something that's produced by God. Yeah. In your life, and if you're a born again, regenerated Christian that's walking in the Holy Ghost, you ought to have love, amen, for each other. And you ought to have love even for those that are lost. Can I get an amen? amen. And you ought to have a desire to see them come to Christ. Are y'all with me today? Amen. You know, the Bible says this, amen, whoever does not love does not know God. It says, you, whoever doesn't love doesn't, doesn't know God, amen? Because everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Are y'all with me today? So we Christians love them. Because first God loved us. Are y'all with me? God is good, amen? The next part of that verse, in verse 13, look at that. First he prayed for them to have love, and then he prayed for them to have holiness. Somebody say holiness. Holiness. He says, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Mm -hmm. Now here we, we begin to see right here 
Amen. Paul prays that God will strengthen the very core of their beings, amen, their personality, their will, their goals, and their ambitions, amen. And he tells them why he wants their heart to be strengthened. And the reason why he wants their heart to be strengthened is so that they will be blameless. Are y'all with me? See, if you want to have true growth in your life, you've got to operate in love and you've got to operate in holiness. Are y'all with me today? Because I'm here to tell you something right now, amen. God is the one that gives the increase in the house of God. God is the one that, amen, there may be one that plants, there may be one that waters, but God is the one that gives the increase. Can I get an amen? amen. And if we want to see an increase in this house, amen, first of all, we have to begin to operate in love, and second of all, we've got to begin to operate in holiness. In other words, that means we got to quit playing around in sin. Right. I've been preached on sin in quite a while, amen. That means we need to quit dabbling if you want to see this thing grow and you want to do your part, amen, then, ask, then begin to operate in love and begin to operate in holiness. Quit playing games with sin. Hello, quit living a double life. Quit being one way with nobody's around, amen, and in another way when you're in front of the pastor and the leaders. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? And Paul begins to pray for them that they have strength in this area. God is good, amen? Can you go to that next point, the point two? So the first thing he does is pray for them. And the second thing that he does is begin to discuss their motive. Are y'all with me today? Look at verse... Uh, one of chapter four. Because Paul had not only prayed for them, but he also motivated them. Amen. In verse four, it reads, Paul employed them. Finally, brothers, brethren, we instructed you how to live in order to please God. As in fact, you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. Now if you notice in the verse 12 and 13, he talks about an increase. He wasn't saying that they weren't operating in this manner. He wasn't saying they weren't operating in love. And he wasn't saying they weren't operating in holiness, amen. But he was saying there needs to be an increase. Somebody say an increase. There needs to be an increase of it. Are y'all with me today? And then he begins to say you, and the same thing in, in chapter 4. He says, now we ask you and urge you in the Lord to do this more and more. And what he begins to say here, if you look right there in, in the first part of that, amen. See, the first part he prayed for them. The second part he instructed them. And he instructed them how to live, amen, in order to please God. So my question to you today is, are you living to please God? Because if you're living to please God, then you're not going to live any kind of way. 
If your whole motive is to please God, amen, if our, our motive for this church growing is so that more souls can save, so that God can be pleased, then how do y'all know that God is going to, amen, begin to, he's going to begin to answer accordingly. So my question is, is what are you living for? Are you living to please God? Are you living to please uh, somebody? Are you living to please God? Are you living to please yourself? Are you living to please God? Are you living to please a person? Your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your parole officer? Hello. What are you living to please? Because whenever you begin to live a life in every single thing that drives you, every single motivation, every single purpose, every single action is based on the desire to please a holy and righteous God. Amen. You're going to begin to think, see things transform in your life. You're not going to begin to dabble here and there. You're not going to begin to amen, be motivated amen, by self-gain. You're not going to be driven amen, by the things of the flesh. But your drive is going to be for one thing, and that is to please your heavenly Father. And when you begin to do that, you're going to begin to see God move. You're going to begin to see God, amen, bring souls in. See, I'm trying to help y'all get ready to grow. Amen. You're going to have to operate in love, and you're going to have to operate in holiness. But your drive is no more than to please your Father in heaven. So our desire people coming through that door, it's not just so that we can say we've got a larger congregation, but it's because we know that we're making an impact, amen, in eternity. Amen. See, some of us got the wrong thing that we're living for to please. Some of us done got sidetracked. Some of us are trying to please the flesh that's never satisfied and that doesn't please God. Are y'all with me today? We don't want just more church members in here so that we can get the tithes and offerings up. Yeah, that'd be nice. Amen? Because the way the tithes and offerings are right now, if it wasn't for the home, we wouldn't be able to support this church. So it's not just that's not the motivation, though. That's just the result of it. The motivation is because we want to please God, amen, and reach souls for the kingdom of God and see people come and fall in love with Jesus. And see people come and get set free and get liberated, amen, and get empowered. Well, if your motivation is to please God, then you begin to ask God to give you more love and to give you, give you more holiness and quit playing games, amen. See, the question is, are we wanting to make our name great? Are we wanting to make the name of God great? Are we wanting to make, amen, victory life? Amen, known all across. Are we wanting the Jesus Christ to be known, amen, all across the earth? See, the whole reason why we do what we do is because we want to please the Lord. The whole reason why we plant churches is not just so that we can say we planted churches, amen, but so that we can reach farther out so we can reach other souls so we can reach other communities so we can reach other nations that's 
our motivation. And when that's our motivation, it's going to begin to affect us in a way where we're going to live right, we're going to love right. Are y'all with me? If your whole motivation for wanting to do ministry and be a pastor is because you like the truck I drive, you got the wrong reason. Oh my God. Are y'all with me? Or because you want to be the, you know, the, the man in charge. Because you haven't still got set free from that when you were in the world. Or the woman in charge. That's the wrong motive. But when your motive is nothing more than to please God. I can't wait till I have my own ministry. I ain't got to answer to nobody. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Are y'all with me today? First of all, I don't know if you knew this, but Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. You're just the one that has to take all the garbage. <laughs> but the good thing is, he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come on up. Unless you're doing it in your own strength. Amen. It gets heavy then, doesn't it? Amen. It gets real heavy. And you start feeling the effects of it. Even physically. Are y'all with me today? So he had, Paul had reminded them of a number of things that he had told them when he was with them. Amen. And now what he does is he says that he had instructed them in how to live. Are you all with me today? Amen. And so it wasn't simply instructions in what they believe, but it was instructions in, amen, how to live. And when Paul was with these believers, he hadn't simply taught them these words, but he had showed them how to live. See, we always we share this discipleship is caught as much as taught. We can speak about it all day long, and we can instruct people, but can we show them? Anybody can get behind a pulpit and preach a message and let the anointing of God come upon them so that they can, for the people, God will do it for the people. But not anybody can show, show people how to live by their lifestyle, by their actions. By their words, by their integrity. Are y'all with me today? God's not looking for a bunch of preachers to run around and just preach, amen, but don't live nothing. And Paul's saying, I'm praying for you. Because this is what's going to begin to give you sustainable growth in your life. And y'all say you want to grow, amen. Well, here's the answer. And it starts with growing inside of you. Spiritual growth. We don't need a bunch of spiritual babies running around. It's okay to start a baby, but don't stay a baby. Amen. Are y'all with me today? I know you only see me again and up and you say, Pat, why are you so mean? I ain't been around. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to God. I have no idea. <laughs> God. 
here we are, Paul begins to remind them of how they were to live, and he says, in order to please God. My question to you today is, is your life, the way you live, based on how to please God? Or is it focused on how you can please yourself right now? That's kind of heavy. But Paul's giving us a solution right here. Are y'all with me today? You know, they got these churches that are like user-friendly churches. It's an outward form, right? But the heart of a true church, and a true church growth, will be the desire to please God. So saints, let's make it to where our desire, amen, every single motivation that we have, every single desire to see the people come to Christ, and we come in this house, it's not so that we can put another number on the board, but so that we can please God. Amen. You know, it's kind of sad because sometimes we can do everything we need to do to please everybody around us and not please God. By God. Amen. Wow. Mm. There. We can do all the right things and say all the right things mm. to please the people. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you'll find some people that are looking for that. We need to find us a guy that's going to please us. It's going to fit our mold. Yeah. It's going to look the right way and say the right thing. I just did it. It's getting quiet in here. I promise you. It's good for it to be quiet sometimes. That's right. I don't know about you, but I want to please the Lord. We all get off track. And I know at the end of the day, if I please the Lord, I've done what I need to do. That's right. That's it. God is good, Amen. So the mark of growing Christian, the mark of a growing Christian isn't perfection, but it's the desire to grow more. <laughs> The desire to grow more. And this is what Paul says. Paul's, amen, he uses this word here, urge. Paul urges them to do this, to grow more. And I want to urge you today, amen, to grow more. Don't be complacent with your growth. I want to grow more. Who wants to grow more, amen? Amen. Who wants to grow? Who wants to go to the next level? Amen. And when we all get together and we all want to grow more in our own lives, we're going to begin to see this thing grow. Amen. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, the whole conversation. I'm sitting here studying. That's okay. Moses studied too. But, anyways, what do you do in your part to grow? Because when we grow, we. Inside, we're going to grow this thing. 
I'm just good, isn't it? Put the next point up there. Praise the Lord. The third thing he did was he gave instructions for a broken church. Let's look at it. Real quick. Look at verse 9 in chapter 4. Now about brotherly love. So the first thing he prayed about it, right? Then he said, what's your motive? He motivated them. What should motivate you is to please God. I know it's good to be able to please your wife and stuff because, you know, they say, uh, you know, happy wife, happy life. But I'm going to tell you right now, happy Jesus, happy life. That's right. Y'all with me today? And I imagine if you're pleasing to Jesus, you're probably pleasing to your wife too, unless she's not saved. And so that we need to pray for her. Amen. He says, Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, there's that word again, urge you. Amen. Another version says, beg you, brothers, to do so more and more. Somebody say, more and more. more. So here he begins to give him instructions. Now he says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and to mind your own business and to work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anyone. Now, I want to look at something right here for just a moment, amen. It says they were loving each other with brotherly love, amen. God is good, amen. And even though God had already taught them this, they still could grow in this area, amen. And then he urges them, he says, he beseeches them, amen, of sexual holiness. And he says, and to do so more and more. God is good, amen. And then he told them that they should live an ambitious, amen, they should be ambitious to lead a quiet life. In other words, that's not a life of, amen, agitating people. Hello. But it's a life of peace with God. You know, some people just really like to uh, stir up stuff. Amen. Now, I like to mess with my wife, but <coughs> some of y'all like to stir up stuff everywhere, amen? Yeah. Some of y'all don't even do okay unless y'all are stirring up some drama. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. He says, leave a quiet life. And then he goes on to say, and mind your own business. Oh, <laughs> Somebody say, mind your own business. Mind your own business. Some of us are worried about everybody else's business. Amen. And we're going here and there like a little bird talking about everybody's business. Mind your own business. Leave a quiet life. 
Are y'all with me? No, I'm your pastor. It's my job to be in your business. <laughs> Amen. There's some things you won't let the Holy Spirit tell you. I gotta tell you. I gotta be your Holy Spirit. If you won't listen to Him. Are y'all with me today? And make it your ambition, and make it your drive to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands just as we commanded you. Now, I, I want to jump back up for just a moment because I feel like I missed something here. Amen? Let's go back up and look at verse 2 real quick in chapter 4. He says, for you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Another version says your holiness. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Don't you think it's a trick that he's talking to him and addressing sanctification and he starts talking to him about sexual immorality? Apparently that was probably a concern in the church. Are y'all with me? Verse 4 says that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in a sanctification and honor. Another verse says, Do each of you know how to possess his own vessel in holiness and honor? Verse 5 says, Not in lustful passion. And this verse says, Like the Gentiles. Another one says, Like the heathen. In other words, the, law, the, the sinner, the lost. Not in, uh, not in lustful passions like the heathen who do not know God. And look at this, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter, look, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. And another version says, because the Lord will judge you. Just as we also told you before, it's only warned you. For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but sanctification. Somebody say, quit playing with sin. Somebody say, quit playing with lust. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. You're not rejecting man. You're rejecting God. You're rejecting the one that gave you the Holy Ghost. See, that's why it's got to be a motivation to please God. <clears throat> what are you living for? Are you living for self? Are you just waiting for you to be able to get a position so you've got a title? Mm. Uh -oh. See, if you're not worried about that, you're going to serve God with everything you've got without no title. Amen. Right. Come on now. Without no position. 
That's why we sell them in the home. You don't gotta have to be a leader, amen, in order to live right and lead. That's right. You lead by the way you live. That's right. And if ain't nobody following you, you ain't leading nothing. And if you got people following you and you're taking them to a devil's hell, like, man, there's something wrong with that. You're leading them into the wrong way. And God's going to judge you for that. I know y'all want to hear grace and y'all want to hear all that. But someone God in grace and mercy. He hadn't took your butt up out of here yet. He's put up with you this long. That's his mercy and grace. But if you're playing around in that area, he's going to judge you, man. Because you're creating people to go the wrong way. There's people that are watching you. There's people that are following Are y'all with me today? Let me get the worship team to come forward. So it's real simple. If we're going to see this thing grow, which we're going to see this thing grow. It's fixing to blow up. It's fixing to blow up. It's flip. Hey, it's fixing to blow up right here, and it's fixing to blow up out there. Amen. Because we're not, God's not just fixing to do it right here, he's fixing to spread out. Are you with me? Amen. But God's just waiting for us. He's waiting. He was waiting for us to be unified. Now he's waiting for us. Amen. More love. More love. More love. He says, he, he says, I know you already had love. Amen. I know you already got already showed you this. God already taught you this. But he's saying, I'm urging you to go more. I'm urging you to go deeper. I'm urging you to get more of it. To have increase of it. And I know you know how to live, but I'm, 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 I'm urging you to even want to live that way even more. Desire to even live more holy. And desire to do even more. Amen. Of being a life that's blameless. I'm not saying that you, you have perfection, but I'm saying that this is what's driving you. This is what's pushing you. This is what's motivating you. And the reason that it's motivating you is because you want to please God. Because you want to please God. Some of y'all are playing things and you're playing church. Amen. And that's why, amen, you know, you got to deal with the, amen, the judgment of God on your life. Some of you need to repent. Quit playing games. Are y'all with me? Y'all say y'all want it to grow. Well, let's grow in love. Let's grow in holiness. Watch God grow. If you feel condemned, they matter. That's not condemned, that's conviction. All you gotta do is miss his guitars, and that's because of what he did. I'm not gonna preach like turns off guitars. You gotta get ready to go to the next level. You gotta get ready for what God's gonna do. This is how we get ready. This is how we get ready. These are the keys to growth. This is biblical growth. 
This is sustainable growth. Y'all want to sustain growth? Hey, hey. I told y'all, I don't want to just break the nets. You want the nets to break. Because the, the, the people can come in and then we can lose them all. Amen. Because we're playing around. Amen. And sin. Because we don't, we're not operating in love. And I'm going to tell you this, if you're playing a sin, it's going to create discontentment in your life. If you're discontent right now, it might be because you let some areas in your life in. You let some sin in your life. Maybe it's because your motivation is not just to please God, maybe it's to please something else. But the good news is that he says that, man, confess your sins and he's faithful and just and clean up your sins and forgive your all unrighteousness. Amen. If you'll just repent of it, amen. Love will begin to restore you then. He will restore the joy of your salvation. He will begin, amen, to put his anointing back upon you. He will begin to give you strength, amen. He will begin to give you power. He will begin to give you the ability to go forward, amen. He's just waiting for you, amen. Hello. He's waiting for you, amen. Quit playing games. 